0: Election Studio, on Cambridge 105 Radio. So tomorrow we finally get to vote in what could be the most significant election in a generation. I'm Julian Clover. Welcome to Election Studio, your next MP. This morning we'll hear from Ian Solomon. He's standing for the Lib Dems in South Cambridgeshire. Already he's a district councillor for Harston and Comberton Ward on South Cambridgeshire District Council and sits on the Greater Cambridge Partnership. Uh, Ian, good morning. Welcome good to morning, Cambridge dear. 105. Thank you. I guess you must have had a smile across your face at 10 o'clock last night when that YouGov poll was
1: released. Well, it's pleasing in in that it confirms a lot of the conversations that we've been having on the doorsteps over the, the last months and, frankly, years. Um, but that said, we take nothing for, for granted with polling. We know that we need to keep working and, and persuading people right up until 10 o'clock tomorrow. And obviously, as any
0: politician will say, it's the poll tomorrow is the, is the one that counts. But Absolutely. it does seem to have been... Well, first of all, of course, you're sitting on the South Cambridgeshire District Council and that uh, went to the Lib Dems uh, not that long ago in what has been a pretty staunch Conservative area. I think Heidi um, Allen got her last majority in the seat you're bidding for with something like 52, 53% of the vote.
1: Yes, it w- it was about 52% of the vote, I think. Um I think the, what what happened post uh, the referendum in 2016, we had a, a big influx of, of of new members and new activists, and keen to do something to change, not just the national picture, but the the local picture. The recognition that maybe politics was wasn't serving them at all sorts of levels. And I do often wonder about
0: that. The there are people I know from from experience, they don't listen to local radio, us or anybody else, <laughs> they're not reading a local newspaper, and then they do go to vote, and their judgment, I would say clouded by national issues, because obviously we have some very important national issues ar- around us, but sometimes the local side of
1: things can potentially get lost. It, ca- it can do. I think, uh, personally, my experience canvassing last year for the district elections... Um, the Brexit issue didn't come up a huge amount in that local election. There, were, there are a lot of local issues in South Cambridgeshire that really matter. Uh, transport is one. I think the the big thing that came up the most in that election was the the state of of planning in South Cambridgeshire. We've been without a local plan for a long time. That had led to a lot of speculative development, and of course that that had had the impact on the transport infrastructure or the lack thereof, and and school places, GP places, that, those kinds of things. So there was a, there was a f- big frustration on the local issues, and if anything, that was coming up more than the the, the Brexit issue in, in that particular mm. election. But it was about all those conversations that we've been having with with voters in the run-up to that election.
0: So you're a Lib Dem councillor, as we mentioned at the, the start of it all, and then you were selected to be the Lib Dem candidate for yep. the parliamentary election... And then Heidi Allen defected again, uh, this time to the Lib Dems, and you you stood aside. Um, Then, of course, Heidi chose not to stand at all, and you were back in favour. I'm wondering how that made you feel, and maybe maybe your family as well around
1: you well it was, it was it was an uncertain time i think uh, I, so i was first selected as the candidate in the, the very beginning of february actually the 1st of february and then heidi left the conservative party on the on the 20th of february and i think we'd always worked quite closely with heidi as a local council but there was clearly the possibility of working together in a Westminster election, so we'd had a relatively long run up, and she went through on a journey through change and the independent group. But I was relatively well prepared for for the defection when it came when she eventually joined the Liberal Democrats at the beginning of October. But Were
0: you? I don't know. Had there been any decision that if Heidi were to come over? Then you maybe would step aside, or well, was that something on more, I would say, on the spur of the moment? No doubt, it was something which a thought process would have gone through.
1: Well, it 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 was very much once the once a defection takes place, there's no vacancy for a candidate. Once you have a sitting MP, there's no no need for a candidate. So the 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 role of candidate ceased to be. So it wasn't it wasn't anything a, a sort of a personal decision on on my part. So the part. decision was you're saying the
0: decision was effectively made for you by by the rules which were in place at the time. Yeah,
1: yeah yes. Uh, and and that's that's not to say that I didn't welcome Heidi. I was very very happy to to win over such a, such a high profile national figure and a great local local MP to to our cause. Obviously, I there was a personal disappointment. I was looking forward to fighting, fighting the election, mm. but I, I then had this strange, brief lull where I actually moved house. Um, I went away on holiday with my son over half term. It was actually my first day back at work um, on the on the Monday evening. I got the call that, that Heidi was planning to. And the day jobs right now is as what. Well, the the the, the well, day job is uh, as a strategy consultant, or or was. I've actually taken a, a break to uh, campaign in this election because, as we saw from the polling last night, it's really close and it's really worth trying to fight this. this yeah, no,
0: very much so. There's only three candidates who are standing, of course, in South Cambridgeshire this time around. You've benefited, I guess, from the. The Greens standing aside, and the poll we mentioned, the YouGov one, which came came out o- overnight, that puts you effectively neck and neck with the Conservative Anthony Brown. Um, but of course, the sum of the parts, if you and the vote from Dan Grief were to be added together, we would clearly have um, Remain candidates against um, an over- overwhelming. Um, the the leave candidate that uh, that puts you in a sort of perilous position almost doesn't it of uh, waving the the flag for for remain
1: yeah I I mean we the liberal democrats have always been very strongly remain uh, before the referendum and since the, since the referendum um, in. In south cambridgeshire that message has really hit home and you saw that in the european elections earlier earlier this year where we were by far and away the, the the biggest vote share in in the south cambridgeshire area um yeah we we've sought to work with other parties like the greens and plaid cymru um and it, across the uk it's I don't hold it against Labour, but Labour constitutionally in their in their party rules, they want to they want to stand everywhere. So, it's a it becomes that tactical argument to Labour voters. And certainly, I I am really grateful for Labour voter to Labour voters this time in South Cambridgeshire, who are are lending us their, their vote
0: because South Cambridgeshire, of course, sixty forty in in favour of remaining and that uh, it seems so long ago now yes, uh, yeah. the, the 20, 2015 referendum. You, in a way it's a surprise that you're not further ahead than uh, uh, the, the polls are suggesting and I, and I wonder if some people I've spoken to some of them in your constituency who are thinking well yeah I know we kind of like the Liberal Democrats but we really don't think that this stop Brexit no matter what which was the original Election pledge by your leader Joe mm-hmm. Swinson. They they think that that's that, that's going a little bit too far. Even though they want to remain.
1: Look, I think what what happened in the in, since 2016, we we had a we had a result which s- set out a, a very high level intention to to leave the European Union, but the specifics weren't discussed. And in that situation, it's absolutely right that the government goes away and interprets what that that result means. But it's also important that there's a process of democratic scrutiny. The government just doesn't get to do what it wants. It has to be held to account for its proposals. We always advocated that a referendum was the best way to scrutinise that, that the public had the opportunity to scrutinise what the government was proposing. We couldn't persuade Parliament to do that. We tried and we tried and we tried. But there has been a process of parliamentary scrutiny. We have a deal on the table now. We don't think it's good, good enough means nowhere near as good as remaining in the EU. So what happens? So, we're, so, we're, so, the Lib,
0: were the Lib Dems to hold the balance of power, or be part of a number of other parties who hold the balance of power on on Friday morning, obviously you're going to want a remain election and a, a, another referendum, second referendum, people's vote, call it whatever we we want to do it with remain. That's always straightforward. Remain, remain means remain. Yeah. Um, but at the other end of it, there is the deal that Mr. Johnson has negotiated um, how how do we how do we deal with with that side of things Is it you know remain versus the deal which was negotiated by the Prime minister or do we get another one I don't know we've almost turned not so much a referendum more a multiple
1: choice question uh, and personally for that reason i, I... I'm, we'll have to see what the electoral balance is after after the the election tomorrow, and what what the results are on Friday. But personally, I think that we shouldn't be wasting time having yet another negotiating yet another deal we should we ha, we have a clear deal on the table that's largely supported by m- most of the people that voted leave not all but most of the people that voted leave the brexit party have stood down in order to support the the conservatives in an awful lot of places in the country so i think we can take it that 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 represents a good leave view um, I don't think we should be wasting time on another another leave option. We should be putting that to the... So Mr Johnson's
0: deal, or, or, or leave, or, or uh, remain? Or um, remain, um, yes, Obviously remain would, being your preference.
1: Would be, would be my, my personal choice. But obviously, that it becomes a negotiation once we get past the, past the election, if that's the outcome that we, we get to. I've noticed in the election coverage,
0: particularly the, the national debates, that there seems still to be... A public reticence against voting Lib Dem, which has emerged in in recent years, and it seems to go back to that time time in coalition. And yes, obviously, some of it comes from the opposition parties pointing to uh, Joe Swinson, your leader, perhaps uh, Ed Davey, and say, "Well, they, they were in that they were in that coalition government," and it surprises me in part that people can forget maybe issues, whatever a particular government has done, be it about finances or or something else, and, and eight years later, you know, there they are back in. Yet there seems to be this lingering thing for the Lib Dems, people saying, oh, the, the tuition fees.
1: Why do you think that is? I think there is a question of trust more broadly in politics at the moment, and people still look back to I that, think that that there time seems time. What a,
0: there seems to be an issue of trust, one can argue about all of the the, the three... Three main parties for different reasons. Yes, uh, your yeah. your one definitely seems to come back to the, the time in the coalition, supporting those Tories, as some people would say, and and the tuition fees and the debt that our our students and the, you know the the nation's youth has been been put into as a result.
1: And, and indeed, the senior people in the party, including Joe Swinson, on on the Andrew Neil interview just the other week, were very clear that. We've made mistakes and we've apologised apologised for that. That's quite a rare thing in in politics, and to find a politician that actually says, "We doesn't got help th- pay back the loan though, does it?" The apology. Well, particularly on student student finance, I think there's a there's a there's an issue there that actually that created a stability in the finances of the university sector as a whole which enabled m- m- greater access and it came with a package of maintenance grants and uh, a rising of the repayment threshold that was was more fair on all students and particularly giving access to to students from low income bank, backgrounds so increasing access now it went against a promise so there was there was a trust issue there but i think in terms of maintaining access it, it was it was the right thing to do to, ma- to to give that access now the the problem has come since 2015 that those those safeguards that were put in place when we were in coalition with maintenance grants and the raising of the repayment threshold those uh, those were dropped under the Conservatives, and so it's become a lot harder. But the 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 real problem for young people and for people coming out of university, I believe, is that is the the cost of living. It's the it's the high rents. You know, when a third of your your take home pay is going on on your your rent, and then you've got bills on top of that. You you look at that that. Uh you know, whatever it is, thirty, fifty, 50 hundred pounds, whatever you you're earning that you're paying back, and you think this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. But it the the problem is, for me is the huge cost of of living. And it
0: is I mean, the housing yeah. thing. I know people have you know <laughs> somebody's sake to me, how can you afford a house in Cambridge? To which the answer was straightforward. I used to own one in London. And we've got all of the housing issues that people experience in London, but none of the transport to connect everybody uh, back between those those houses where they live in South Cambridgeshire, coming into Cambridge and other places, and you mentioned this at the, the start of our conversation this morning with regards uh, to the local plan. I guess you have a, an overview on that, both through South Cambridgeshire District Council and also through your role in the Greater Cambridge Partnership. What do we do? Because, as we've mentioned before on this particular programme, you've got uh, people who need houses. You've also got lots of villagers in your constituency who think that, well, they've given half a dozen houses and that's already ruining the view.
1: It's a challenge and it's a the success story of cambridge and south cambridge here is creating the these these difficult trade-offs in terms of growth I, a lot of the, the but do we have to it is a successful
0: story but do do we have to grow more before we've actually given houses to the people who are already here, wherever they happen to be from.
1: Well, we certainly need more more housing for the, for, for just for the current situation. You've got people travelling from quite far far away out out of area. The commute to work area is growing. It's a quality of life issue. It's it's not not ef- efficient. It's not green at the moment. We don't have the the transport infrastructure, as you say, to deal with it. So, good local planning should deal with that the problem was that we didn't have a local plan for so long and so developments were popping up all over the places on the edge of villages and it wasn't within the the power of the planners to say no because the the housing provision as dictated by central government was you need to put these houses in so so it's very i I don't think that it is a given that we we can we have Development that necessarily spoils the rural character of our, our constituency or our villages, but it's about getting the right type of development, about making sure they're green developments, about making sure the infrastructure is there. As a council, we've put in place... Uh, Really, quite high high standards and, and high ambitions on net biodiversity gain for all our developments. For example, uh, very green targets. We, we're recognised now as being one of the greenest councils in the in the country. So we we can do this, but it needs it. needs to be different to how we've done it in the recent past. Mm, oh, come on, if you don't mind,
0: to some of those uh, green and, and climate issues a bit more in in a moment. But there is. So this lingering problem, and as as far as I can ever remember there 's always been this issue of the the new build goes up, and five or six years later, if you 're lucky along along comes the infrastructure to to go alongside it you know broadband in Camborne, you would have thought that as Camborne was being built the the fiber would have been put in in the ground as people went along um it wasn 't it 's catching it 's catching up now, and the same. Um, comes comes to transport as well. People just takes them t- forever to get from Camborne to Cambridge, particularly by public transport.
1: Absolutely, and um, it, it's that strange situation where you would hope that these things would be be predicted. Whether it's the access of junctions on the on the M um, eleven, it, it's never made sense to. But is
0: that is that the fault of government example. or the fault of the fault of councils for,
1: for doing that? I, I believe that it's 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 or not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually the way that government works. It's it's the 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 different. We've got so many different layers of government in the in South. Well, Campbell, one could argue though, that the Cambridge Greater
0: Cambridge Partnership. Partnership is one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yes, in, indeed, and I I, I certainly have. Had concerns about the the, stru- the structures of the, it's the, Greater Cambridge Partnership, the combined authority, how it's scrutinised and how it interacts with these these national bodies, which have different different national targets, but certainly it's something that. If different layers of government can work together better as I certainly hope that I will be able to as representing Westminster with a, a Liberal Democrat district council um, I think that it's it's something that can be done just much much better as a Conservative
0: in the County Council then get in the way of any of that or is there enough common
1: ground on what people want to happen in order to get things built? I think there there is some some common ground. There, there's always going to be disagreements, and but that's that's the nature of politics. the The important thing is that it doesn't grind everything to a halt. I, I'm quite disappointed with uh, the the count, county council in being quite so stridently against some of the proposals that have been looked at for congestion slash uh, air pollution charging within Cambridge, when that has the the possibility of supporting a rural bus network that would really benefit our, our rural community So
0: you would favour a some sort of congestion charge, I know, when you uh, sort of come along the Barton Road and you, you, you see that sign, welcome, welcome to Cambridge, some sort of congestion as you, as you reach that point?
1: Whether it's con- congestion or air quality, the, the, the Greater Cambridge Partnership has been working through these issues. We've seen the report from the Citizens' Assembly that it, r- it ran to, to look at the, those issues. And I so, think so that, would that's very if, important yes. to, br- to bring the communities, whether it's in Cambridge or, or in South Camps, with you on, that, on that, that journey on those issues.
0: So do you, do you put a charge on the motorists, or do you leave it to those people running running the big factories? We don't see quite so many of them these days, but those people who are putting some other industrial pollutants into the air.
1: I think so. So so in terms of the the factories, we 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 haven't got a, a lot in Cambridge. I mean, there should be a, 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 a always be a, a cost associated with. With pollution, mm. where that you just pay a smaller falls, charge if you're a falls. motorist, perhaps. But, but it, as a, as a certainly as a, as a motorist, if you're, if you're uh, affecting air quality, and the evidence shows that they're... That a lot of the diesel cars, a lot of the diesel vehicles are affecting air quality in Cam- Cambridge then you know, there, should, there should be a cost associate for you, for, you for you doing that because it's affecting everybody else mm. I, I noticed
0: actually one of the Lib Dem policies is to generate 80% of electricity uh, from renewables I think by 2030 to reduce carbon emissions that, that, that's pretty ambitious and I think second only to the Greens in doing that, that sort
1: of action yes yeah and and we but we have to be that ambitious you, there there is a climate emergency we mm-hmm. recognize that I, I mean, the Lib Dem policy is to get to net zero for the country by twenty forty five. But that's just recognising that some industries are very difficult to decarbonise, and we don't yet have clear a clear route to. It's interesting because sometimes technology.
0: people say, "Well, oh, twenty forty five—that's that's far too far away." Look at what's happening right now. Is the suge- the suggestion from your answer is that we could get quite a bit of it done sooner, but there will always be the
1: laggards who. You just can't do anything about I mean, it. I, I wouldn't necessarily say they, they, they're, laggard, they're laggards. They're just, they're in industrial processes like steel and cement manufacture that are just very hard to have alternatives. Now, it might be that there's a hydrogen solution or a carbon capture and storage solution, but those haven't been proven commercially as alternatives yet. So we can't. Guarantee that they they're going to come along in time. We could potentially move move faster, um, but we have to invest in the research and development to actually get those those alternatives in place. A couple of minutes
0: left. Um, health service very important in in our patch, um, Addenbrooks and also Royal Papworth Hospital side by side on the site together now. Uh, the Lib Demons want to put a penny onto income tax uh, for the health service. I kind of heard this one before, but... Um, yes, yeah. Um, and it
1: was, it, it was a very popular policy. It was one of that's Paddy, right, pa- 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 <laughs> Paddy Ashdown's... Uh, uh, it was actually a penny on income tax for education. Education at, that, time that time around. I think it is um, something like 7 billion pounds you could raise if uh,
0: if it all goes to plan.
1: Yeah, uh, annually 7 billion pounds we have that directed just towards health and social care importantly I, I, yeah,
0: because yeah, it's
1: it's, it, 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 it's how those two areas Interact. That's really important. They seem
0: to be more more important than I guess with the ageing population. The two aspects of it and social care is often county council, isn't it? Whereas um,
1: health is is sort of a national thing. Yes, yeah, and and actually how the cuts to to local government have affected social care and that's driven more of a problem in the end.
0: So that the penny would sort of be divided up, but you know there would be aspects of it would go would they into funding social
1: care as as well? Yes, yes, yes. Ab- ab- absolutely, and as, as you say, this is a this is a, a huge issue that we've just not been talking about enough. Actually, every time that we've got close to talking about it, it's it's fallen into party political gaming. Sadly, we saw that at the la- last election. Although the Conservative pro- proposal was fairly dire, which is why they. I wrote, thought for an awful minute you were going to say right you got
0: interrupted by an interviewer. Whenever that was tried to be brought no, up. Um, no, alongside that, I noticed um, more free childcare. As well for for parents, which is admirable, but four times the amount which is which is given now. I and I'm just worried as to what might happen if the economy was to dip a little bit. I know there were some concerns and some figures in the last last few days that the economy doesn't seem to be growing too much at the moment. And that's before we get over any Brexit obstacles.
1: Well, absolutely, and that's part of the part of the reason at least why the Liberal Democrats have advocating stopping Brexit altogether. There is there is no way of leaving the EU that doesn't damage our economy. There is no, no forecast that is better through leaving the EU. If we stay, we will see our economy do better than it would otherwise do, and we'll be able to invest in those kinds of policies. Well Ian Solomon thank you very
0: much for for coming in and speaking to us this morning. I guess you've got uh oh well, less less than 24 hours to uh, to finish off uh, uh, the campaign.
1: Um, Indeed yes it's going to be a busy well for, for, Forty-eight, thirty-six hours. We'll, yes. we'll keep going right until ten o'clock tomorrow night. Okay. So. Well, um, thank you very
0: much for coming in to uh, speak to us. I need to remind everyone that there are a total of three candidates standing in South Cambridgeshire: Anthony Brown, who is the Conservative; Dan Grief for Labour. And you've just heard from Ian Solom for the Liberal Democrats. That interview will be up on our website a little later on. If you haven't made up your mind on who to vote in either the city or in South Cambridgeshire, we have on the, websites, the website interviews uh, with them all. Do take a listen to that and most importantly, do go and vote tomorrow. We have to keep stum about what's happening uh, over the next uh, little while in the election. But we will be uh, back on uh, Friday morning to bring you all the results. Uh, thanks very much for your company. Phil Rowe is next. Cambridge 105 Radio.